I believe entrepreneur journey is like a voice of GPS uh, navigator. Put a destination, you should have conviction on destination. Was your own conviction at any time shaken that maybe am I doing the right thing? So as I said that we took lots of wrong turns. Time and again, we looked at our destination, recalibrated our journey and achieved what wherever we wanted to be. Path is not going to be straight. Next year, it was Harshad Mehta's camp. Though people glorified him, but I know darker side of that. How do you personally deploy surplus capital? Uh, it is contrary to what people would be believing. <laughs> My investment in equity is zero. Today on the Create Wealth podcast, I have with me Dinesh Thakkar, who's founder of Angel One, one of India's leading digital brokers. The interesting thing about Dinesh's journey is how he took a traditional business, revamped it, reimagined it and made it today one of the largest digital companies we have in India. I'm very excited to hear about his own journey, about his passions in cars, his house, how he built his life and lifestyle, something that will be very intriguing for most of us. Uh, Dinesh, when you were talking about 1991, when you started your business, it reminded me of when I started in wealth management in 2005. So I graduated out of IM Bangalore. And when I told my family and friends I'm getting into wealth management, I realized that this industry did not have a good name. Because 2000, the Ketan Parik scam had just happened a few years before I started. Uh, how did you coming from a traditional background decided to get into stockbroking, which if in 2005, it was not attractive. In 1991-92, it was even less attractive. It was very difficult, uh, I would say. Like uh, when I entered the market, it was 1998. I did not enter for being into business of capital market. Mm. Coming from a traditional uh, family who were into textile, I knew that if I want to start any business, if I take family capital, mm. there would be a restriction in terms of like they, out of love and care, they would put some restriction. Mm. And although I did like lots of kind of like uh, business uh, with my family, but by 2000, uh, sorry, 1988, I realized that if I take family capital now, I would not be able to explore possibilities the way I want to. I realized that I had a high risk capital, mm. uh, sorry, risk appetite, and I should be starting my business with my own capital. Mm. I borrowed capital, told my family that I want, I'm going my own way and I want to start something which involves technology and all that. But it was foolish of me to think about borrowing capital and putting in equity. Mm. That's the wisdom of hindsight. But I would say what was I was clear was I want to start my business which will be having some edge due to technology. So at that time, when I entered the market as an investor, when I lost money, realized that brokers are not giving good service, I started my own broking firm. Which year was this? This was 1991. So Angel Broking formed in 1991. Angel Broking started in 1996. Okay. 1991, I was a sub-broker. Okay, got it. So I started uh, this broking service, realizing that already whatever bad are happening in this industry, mm. I had experience. Mm. Two years I was yeah. investing. So I wanted to create a very transparent kind of like processes and use technology for that. But biggest problem was to get staff. Mm. If I talk to anyone that join our industry, mm. he will say, no, there's a restriction. I can't join your uh, mm. this thing company. Yeah. So in, at home they used to say that we are working in an account firm mm. and all that. Correct. 
I'm and not surprised. to my family, they oppose that. You should not be into this industry. It is very speculative and all that. And they were right also. Because mm-hmm. I realized, youth, they are mad. <laughs> so my younger me was like, okay, I don't think that anything is going to hurt me over here. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with this. So my family, my dad used to be worried about this industry is not good for you. It is very speculative. Yeah. Good thing was was that I was, at, by that time I was married. <laughs> so there was no problem of getting a partner. <laughs> so I would say it is kind of a journey where actually you learn, you understand what uh, generation was talking about at that time. It was really speculative. Hmm. That's the reason I don't love Harshad Mehta. Hmm. Because they created a wrong kind of a, like impression, very volatile market. They yeah. were just doing what is good for them. Sure. They never thought about market hmm. or industry. Hmm. So I would say it is only by... 2001-2002 where actually uh, market started opening uh, to more geographies because of Y2K problem. Mm. Lots of new engineers started earning more. They started putting money. That is where professionals were okay to explore possibility in this industry. And I think it is in 2002 or three I started getting professionals on board. That is where we started scaling up our business because they were the one who really helped me to hmm. design something which can be scaled up. Got it. And I think that you've done a fantastic job of attracting talent. Uh, you've had people join you from Amazon, Uber, all the global giants uh, and come and work at Angel One, which is why I guess it is what it is today. But Dinesh, this is not easy, right? Because somewhere in the after 2015, I think, Uh, Before 2015, 2018, you had this uh, offline business. You had a very large network of sub-brokers, distributors through which Angel's business was conducted. Then sometime post-2015, you took a call to almost close it overnight and set it up as an entirely digital company. The problem with that is that you have an existing set of team members who work in a certain way. There's a certain way of thinking, operating on a daily basis. How did you make that big shift? Sandeep, it was not easy, first of all. Mm. To external world, it appears that we did it overnight. Yeah. So, we are a strong believer of data. So, data was suggesting after 2015-16, especially after Digital India movement, mm. Reliance came out with data package which were almost free. Mm. That encouraged lots of smartphone uh, manufacturer to produce uh, smartphone at mm. a very kind of an like mm. basic price where people from tier three, they can use it. So what we are watching is that lots of people from tier three and beyond were consuming content. They were doing shopping online. Mm-hmm. That gave us kind of an like uh, conviction that people are ready to put money through mobile app. Mm. Data was suggesting that customers who are digital native are now ready to come on the mobile app and do trading on stock market. Mm. So continuously watching that data from 2016 to 2018, we realized Mm. growth from this digital native is far higher than growth from this urban and tier one. So we discussed uh, amongst ourselves, whole leadership of Angel, that if we want to be future proof, we need to take care about growth which is coming from digital natives. We tried to work out hybrid model, physical and digital as a separate uh, unit. But what we realize is that our people, 
were trying to justify their CTC and all that by achieving mm. business through physical. That is what they have done for all these years. Sure. So I wanted to work out a mechanism where they are totally dependent on this new segment. Mm -hmm. So we took a call that will close all physical offices in next 12 months. We'll train our people on digital side. Mm -hmm. Because once we move to digital, we have to match the pricing. Sure. If we match the price, that means our revenue will drop by around 65 to 70% per client. And our wow. margins that time was just 25%. So that means we would be bleeding. Sure. So we took almost 12 months to train our people how to acquire customer digitally, how to serve digitally. So we made lots of digital uh, uh, properties to achieve our cost efficiency. We envisaged almost two, three quarters of losses. Then maybe we thought we will break even. That is because of, again, we had faith on our brand that once we say that we are also into digital, people would come and use our services. So by 2019, we decided, let us go full digital. We closed all the branch offices, all feet on street, nothing physical. Mm -hmm. And we dropped our price and matched it to lowest price available in India. We shifted from percentage-wise brokerage to flat brokerage per order. Mm -hmm. Fortunately for us, market was ready to pick up one more player. Mm -hmm. And we did not see any quarter of losses. Wow. So, I believe that this whole journey of uh, transformation from physical to digital took almost three years. Mm -hmm. What external world saw was when we announced that we are going digital. Uh -huh. But that time we were almost like 70-80% prepared for the worst and we had made lots of kind of like uh, testing on different different digital natives, how they will accept our services. So, mm -hmm. overall... I would say very interesting journey, but it requires lots of conviction because you have to think about cannibalizing your own business. And therefore, Dinesh, during that time, people must have come and said, what is wrong with you? Why are you doing this? Uh, are we on the right track? And in the right intent, people would, who are well-wishers would have come and told you. Was your own conviction at any time shaken that maybe am I doing the right thing? Because this is a very bold step and going from a profitable company into a loss-making company, uh, in a time when you at some point want to go public, uh, was that not a very uh, nervous decision to make? You are right, because we took this decision and we had taken a decision that we are going for an IPO. Hmm. So when we decided that we are moving total digital, we did our calculation. Appeared that we had to take some losses hmm. and there were big boardroom meetings, debating, discussing, but my conviction that we have to go digital never changed. Hmm. So I believe entrepreneur journey is like you have some, you should have conviction on where you want to be. Hmm. It is like a voice of GPS uh, navigator. Yeah. You put a destination, you should have conviction on destination. Yeah. You may take lots of wrong turns. Yeah. But that voice on GPS navigation will never tell you, hell with you. Yeah. He'll show you the alternative way. Sure. So similarly, I would say I was a guiding force in terms of it all, if at all we go wrong, I would be there. Yeah. I have a strong conviction on that destination that we have to be relevant to today's user. Yeah. Yeah. So as I said that we took lots of wrong turns, but time and again, we looked at our destination, recalibrated our journey and achieved what, wherever we wanted to be. Yeah. 
so that i would say is a conviction of always a promoter or a person at the top yeah if he has conviction on destination path is not going to be straight you know i remember uh, meeting you for breakfast right behind in the dining table and we were talking about how the culture has to be adjusted with the strategy of the company uh when it is a offline first kind of company versus it being a digitally native company it's not only a change in the business model but how you are running the company what kind of people are in the company how you are incentivizing motivating them for you how was this cultural shift uh because that can also be a determinant of your success very true because when we decided to go digital we thought it would be easy it's business model and conviction on business model but when we started recruiting people mm-hmm. so that they can help us become digital and help train our uh, uh existing customers or staff to get aligned to this new business model we understood culture is a big factor which is coming in our way in fact uh, i remember recruiting somebody senior from amazon and he worked for one year he told that i am unable to recruit people and he had designed mm. that you have a very kind of like financial service culture mm. so told, why do you feel so whatever you want to do you can do no everyone here is like in suits they are very kind of like they have a very structured approach our approach is a bit chaotic mm. we want brainstorming we want people to be coming in whatever dress they want to there should not be any dress code mm. the small small changes apart from being confined like fixated to business model mm. to achieve that we need people mm. to have conviction and deliver sure so that is where we made lots of changes and in fact covid helped us to start work from home and all that so that was an added advantage for people to come and join angel yeah initial one year was very difficult to get people who get aligned to our culture so we had to change our culture Amazing. so we yeah. had lots of experts and consultants who helped us to change this culture hmm. now i can say we are the best workplace in digital area yeah that's what Today, we are if you want to recruit any kind of an like person from big companies and all that hmm. they never talk about that you don't have a culture in fact they say we have never seen this kind of an culture even in our company hmm. so that gives us satisfaction it is not that we achieve success in business in terms of profits and revenue but when it comes to being agile across organization we were able to achieve in all parameters interesting dinesh uh, a lot of people watching this podcast would have seen the outcry system only in this uh, show called scam 92 <laughs> which was about the harshad mehta issue i'm told a new version of that is coming out uh, now you have seen that era of uh, stock markets and you're seeing the current era of stock markets what do you think are some of the behavioral insights about people's style of investing that have changed or have not changed in this time uh i started my career serious into stock market in 2000 i'm uh, sorry uh, 1991 mm-hmm. next year it was harshit mehta scam though people glorified him but i know darker side of that mm. so i would never uh, uh, praise or uh, talk good about harshit mehta because what he did was he just attracted people to do gambling in the market mm. and showed them a wrong 
prices. Hmm. And when market crashed, retail was unable to pay the difference. Yeah. And that was a huge kind of like collateral damage hmm. to my career. Hmm. Almost I lost my capital. I was in debt. Hmm. Many brokers of bigger sizes than me, hmm. they defaulted. Hmm. And they told it is normal. If you don't have money, declare yourself bankrupt. But coming from a traditional family, we can never accept ourselves mm -hmm. saying that, okay, I did not pay it to the market. Mm -hmm. So what I saw was at that time, investors were coming to the market just for the fun and gambling purpose. Mm -hmm. And mostly if you see only Western India or maybe people from few pockets of Kolkata or Hyderabad, they were active. Mm -hmm. But I would not say we had an investment cult. Mm -hmm. So if you look of generation today, mm -hmm. although they are entering with option trading and all that, mm -hmm. but they understand equity better than that generation. Mm -hmm. They understand that if we want to create a long-term wealth, equity is the best option. Mm -hmm. But being young, they are ready to put some risk capital, try it out, try to beat market, mm -hmm. which is, we know it is difficult. Yeah. But at least they are not the one I have seen that they do trading and they run away from market and put money in bank deposits. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing trend is changing from trading, then they slowly start investing in mutual funds. Mm -hmm. As they will grow their income and saving and get into a serious phase of life, mm -hmm. where they have family, when they have taken a real estate, they're seriously thinking about buying proper insurance, putting in an instruments where they can create wealth. Yeah. So big change in what when I entered the market, and today when I see, and in fact, even the regulators are very active. Mm -hmm. They have created this uh, uh, industry or created an environment which is safer for retail investors. Yeah. So they have built a good guardrails. Yeah. If somebody wants to really kind of like take overexposures and all that, which is bad for the individual, they have restricted that. In fact, SEBI, I think, was created as a result of the 92 uh, scam or post that 92 uh, scam. That's the only one good thing which happened because of Harshad Mehta scam. Correct. They became very active in the market. Correct, correct. And that helped to expand the market. If you look at in that era, hardly lesser than 1% of population was investing in equity. Hmm. Today, if you look, the number is quite higher hmm. and potential is far more higher. Yeah. What we need is a really good kind of like uh, regulation which gives confidence to investor yeah. that come to this market, it is safe. Hmm. Whatever you want to do, hmm. At least nobody's going to come over here and shortchange your interest. Correct. Now in social media also, lots of people are ready to educate, look at your podcast also. They have, these are a genuine effort to create awareness about this asset class. Uh, Dinesh, you also saw multiple crises, market crises during this particular time. There was obviously, uh, you know, the 2001 crisis that had happened, then there was 2008 that has happened. What were you observing when it came to investor behavior in this time? And how did that impact Angel's uh, business? I think uh, I can't forget this experience of 2001.com bubble. That is where we decided to heavily invest in technology mm. and build a 24 by 7 web enabled trading platform. Okay. So we hired one company who can build a solution for us. Okay. Because that time nobody had in-house engineers and all that. Yeah. And that company told we are ready with a solution that you have told. It took almost like a year or so 
please order all hardware. Mm-hmm. So we ordered all the hardware, which was very costly, which was almost 80% of my balance sheet. And But I was very kind of in like, uh, and through about uh, what this internet trading can do in terms of market penetration. But unfortunately, what happened was uh, all internet company went bankrupt and the company was making solution for us, they went bankrupt. They declared themselves bankrupt. And I was stuck with this hardware. I don't know what do, what do I do about that. And to add to all this pain, Ketan Pare crisis happened where Badla trading stopped. Yeah. Badla trading is equivalent to FNO segment Correct. where 80% of the volume came from Badla trading on BSC. Yeah. So my revenue dropped 80%. My balance sheet was eroded 80%. So I would say it was very kind of a difficult phase. And being an entrepreneur decided now what do I do? Hmm. How do I overcome this crisis? That is where we thought, why don't we connect whole India hmm. through lease line hmm. and use all this hardware and give access to kind of a market to customer in all geography the way it is given in Bombay. Okay. That actually was kind of a like uh, first uh, success. And we started, continued expanding our branch offices. You are talking about 2005. That is an era, I would say, really market uh, took off off and uh, all our branches become very profitable. We were able to recover all previous losses. Mm. And again, come 2008, global financial crisis Mm. and market tanks. But fortunately for us at that time, technology far more evolved. Mm. Risk management was better. Mm. So there was not a big loss in that crisis. Maybe business got impacted post that, but... uh, Business got impacted in a big way. Because if you see, US and Europe were able to record faster. Even Asian countries record faster. Here, because government was trying lots of uh, social programs and all that, Mm. we did not create jobs, only created inflation. Correct. So I think India suffered a lot. You'd be surprised to know that DMET uh, growth was just 5%. Wow. Today, if you look at it, it is 30-35%. Correct. And India traditionally used to grow at the rate of 20-25%. Mm. Mm. That was the worst phase, uh, I think, for India and capital market. And uh, Dinesh, seeing all of these investments uh, very closely, others' behaviors, how has it influenced your own investment patterns? How do you personally deploy surplus capital? See... I don't know, like it's a very simple answer for me. It may appear complicated. I just look at users. Hmm. If you look at what user wants now, he hmm. wants income, he wants uh, appreciation on wealth. Hmm. That need has not changed. Hmm. Only platform, the way we approach user has changed. Hmm. So for me, it is kind of a user base is growing at a certain rate. Hmm almost equivalent to more than what I am earning, hmm. it's very easy for me to deploy my capital. Got if it. I'm earning 25-30%, market is growing at 30%, so requirement of my capital is 30%. Correct. So for me, it was never challenging to really think about uh, what new things I have to think. I would just watch user, what they want. Right. Try to work out a solution. Hmm. Again, I, I would just repeat that. It's like that I put my destination... Yeah. I want to see this market penetration of 20-25% till that time I'm in the market. Right. Whatever user wants, I will just give that. Yeah. 
So my inner voice all the time is guiding me. If I take a wrong turn, recalibrates, yeah. go towards that side. So I don't have to think much about what technology or what solution. Requirement is same. Only approach is different. For approach, I need to know that who are the best people in the industry who can give that solution. Mm -hmm. Provide the solution. You are always on the track. And in this period, have you taken money out of the company for personal investments also, uh, where you invested in mutual funds, stocks, bonds, FDs yourself, or you don't do that? Uh, it is contrary to what people would be believing. <laughs> I, my investment in equity is zero. Okay. Not that I don't believe in this. In fact, my investment in equity is hundred percent. Because it's that your too very concentrated yes. in one. Contrary to what we preach about, hmm. have diversification. Hmm. Go for regular SIP. SIP is there because whatever hmm. I am earning is getting deployed back in the business. Hmm. But that diversification piece is missing. Hmm. Because I have a strong conviction in terms of growth that this industry would witness. And I would like to be, stay put with this, my investment. So I have never taken out any money, even during IPO. I did not even sell, offer my one share. Wow. And I am very kind of like bullish on this whole industry. So what I feel today is that this youth needs everything on one platform. Hmm. So when we talk about guiding youth on financial services, meeting their financial goal, it goes beyond stock market. It goes beyond like just wealth management. Mm. If you look at today's youth, they want to have good experience. Mm. They want to borrow money. They're okay with that. Yeah. At the same time, our app has to guide them what is a responsible borrowing. Mm. If you're borrowing and entering into a serious phase of life, what kind of an insurance cover you should have. Mm. Because our family is dependent on you. Mm. So I feel all the solutions can be given by using right AIML tools. Mm. Where we can profile a customer, guide them what is right for them. Mm -hmm. Be truthful to their solution, not to our revenue. Mm. Yeah, That is where I feel it is very exciting space. Which will require lots of capital, lots of investment. Mm. Lots of thrilling for every entrepreneur. Yeah. So I feel all my capital I am ready to deploy in just one company forever till the time I'm able to meet those requirements of user, give them a right solution using right technologies. This is very interesting. Actually, you know, when you were talking, you know, there is this uh, thing called RTI, right? So for me, like that is coming out where Angel is responsible, transparent and innovative. So these three things come out very clearly when you talk about uh, your own experience of Angel. Uh, you know, and no wonder it's been one of the best performing stocks post listing. I think from last I remember, it's about 6-7x from the time the listing happened. Dinesh, today you're running a 15,000 crore plus market cap company. You own, uh, I last checked promoter own ownership was in the range of 40 odd percent. Uh, do you personally feel wealthy? Do you feel you have made it from a wealth standpoint? Sandeep, honestly, I was never attracted towards wealth or money. Mm. It's a byproduct. Whenever I lost even capital, mm. people who know me, they know me, my behavior did not change. Mm. Because I was looking at where I want to reach. Mm. My focus was always, do I have enough capital to reach there? Yeah. 
when I felt that okay, I have enough capital to ease there, I am excited, mm. I am full of fun, I love it. Today also when I look at destination that I want to fulfill all requirement of user in terms of their uh, personal finance and all that, I feel happy about that. Mm. Believe me, I don't look at what returns and all that, that is a byproduct. Yeah. I just look that returns and all that just for my investors who are invested. But believe me, if at all I have to think something long term in business, which may become profitable maybe after five, six years, I would be thrilled if at all I'm able to capture that market share. People and may feel that, okay, listed companies are focused on quarterly result. Hmm. But believe me, at Angel, we don't believe that. Hmm. We believe, look at longer uh, goals, three years, five years, seven years, hmm. try to achieve it. My own example of Angel One, when I started in Angel 91, 92, hmm. I went through lots of crisis. I hmm. eroded my capital. Hmm. But I was always focused that penetration has to go higher. Hmm. How do I get to that position? Hmm. Whenever I achieved some market share, I used to be thrilled. Hmm. And today, no wonder you are among the top four or five market shares in terms of uh, uh, equity markets. And I think, uh, uh, Dinesh, there is a little bit of a social angle at what you're going after because you are making financial services available to people who have typically not invested or not even had exposure to formal uh, things like ETFs, mutual funds, etc. Do you feel it's becoming progressively easier to tell them about the power of this asset? Or even now there is a lot of interest in fixed assets, uh, real estate, gold, and there's a resistance to get into equities. You have to divide India into two parts. One is people about 25, 27, mm-hmm. or maybe 30, I would say, 30, 32. Mm. They believe in uh, real estate and all that. Mm. But if you look at population below 30, 32, mm. They think about financial assets as a main asset to acquire and create wealth. Mm. That trend has changed. Mm. Now, if you look at uh, kind of like uh, Gen Z, I think they are uh, a population who don't believe in even credit cards and all that. Mm. Mm. So, we have to understand things have changed. And if I look at larger population mm. who is going to kind of like uh, be a wealth owner and all that, they would be more on digital side. So it has mm. become very easy for them to have an access to all the markets. Mm. So when we talk about access to all the market, mostly it is financial uh, assets. Mm-hmm. And they believe in like regular investments and all that. Mm. And see what has happened is because of social media and exposure to lots of digital content, they're able to evolve and understand their how to meet their needs faster. In fact, you mentioned social media and I was thinking about uh, this whole role that influencers have played. Lot of debate right now about whether the role has been positive or negative. What is your perspective on this, uh, Dinesh? Why did influencers come up in the first place and have they truly added value or have interest been hurt, uh, consumer interest been hurt in the process? I think they started journey with a good cause. They got followers and all that. Mm. But when it came to monetizing that Mm. uh, followers, they got greedy, I would say. Mm. And they entered into an area which was prohibited. Mm. If you are an advisor for any financial service, you need to be registered. You need to be qualified. Mm. You cannot say that I am on social media, I am just giving my view. Mm. But if you are taking money for that, Mm. you have to be responsible. Mm. It is like 
pharmaceutical hmm. would you agree to anybody's advice if he is not medically qualified you say please you hmm. are not qualified to give advice yeah so money and medicine i think it is same yeah you cannot play with anybody's money that's right so i would say influencers are needed hmm. when they are creating awareness when they have some kind of like a good intention and work out a right kind of monetizing uh, kind of like a model with manufacturers yeah but giving wrong advice giving wrong kind of like screenshots mm. that is criminal i would say yeah a lot of that happened lately but i think this is by far the best house in bombay that i have visited was building a great house always a passion for you very honestly no because i was so much involved in business now i used to always think about business yeah so one day uh, like my wife told don't you think that we should shift to a good place so i thought why not yes that is where i bought this house and i thought now that we are shifting over here i have an habit of staying in one house for 25 30 years like that yeah so i thought this would be like for good so let me build it properly in fact adinesh one thing that i always notice whenever i have come here is your passion for cars uh even before i first met you my co-founder sahil who's a friend of yours he told me about uh, your interest and i remember going at that time and seeing your instagram page where every photo practically is about you with one car or some new car that is coming in fact back behind us is also miniatures of some beautiful cars was that cars also a passion for a long time for you always from beginning car was a big passion and in fact when i started my business and i bought at that time fiat black fiat and i started driving i felt that this passion is going to override my business interest mm-hmm. so in fact i stopped looking at cars till the time i achieve my goal in business uh dinesh thank you so much for hosting us hosting the create wealth podcast in your beautiful home it's always a pleasure to learn from you uh, we look up to your own personal journey and your advice and guidance uh, thank you so much for that